Hello, welcome to the Marketing in Minutes podcast. My name is Colby Klusterman and I am your host. I'm super excited to be here. We have a small group today. Usually it's just me and a guest. Sometimes it's just me, but today we have a few friendly faces. So first, um, we have Josh Sanders. Josh, you're a returning guest, so welcome back. Thank you. And then we have a new guest, Darren Howerton. Darren, welcome. Thank you. Excited to be here. Yes. Uh, before the call, I found out Darren is a longtime podcast listener, first time podcast er doer. Podcast E? Yes. <laughs> One of those things. <laughs> but just so you all know, um, and a little background if you're listening, um, Darren is Even Bounds Senior HubSpot Administrator, and then Josh is one of Even Bounds Senior Technical Program Manager. And I'm your senior account manager. So just a bunch of seniors today, not in age, just in uh, position title. <laughs> All right, let's get let's get started. Uh, I think we have a really fun conversation today, and it is WTH is an API integration. So essentially, what is an API integration? What's the deal with it? Why should we care? So um, let's just start with that. Can either of you um, or both of you explain what an API integration is and the basics of how it works? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll kick it off, and Josh, you can add some color, but you know, an API integration, API stands for application program interface. Um, it's a, a set of rules that allows two different pieces of software to communicate and interact with each other. They're usually pretty, in an ideal space, pretty well documented. Um, we're a HubSpot partner. HubSpot has a really robust set of API documentation, um, but it allows you to connect two different pieces of software together using, you know, that that list of rules and, and protocols. Um, you know, high level, that that communication involves a couple of different things. There's data synchronization, there's sort of streamlining of workflows, there's, you know, an extension of functionality. So, you know, an, an, a really popular use case is chat GPT right now. It's an, it's an AI chatbot, but there's a set of APIs that allow you to connect different applications to chat GPT and, and sort of extend to chat GPT to connect to uh, other applications. So like uh, ChatSpot is a, is a chatbot that is powered by chat GPT that plugs into HubSpot and it uses APIs to, to create that, that sort of connection between the two. And then, you know, you can customize and get pretty flexible with that system. Um, there's a couple different methods that you can you can build APIs, um, but you know, high level, it's 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 a pretty low level of technical requirements in terms of, of like amount of code needed uh, that allows you to get two pieces of software to to speak to each other. So that's my soapbox. <laughs> what do you got, Josh? Yeah, I, you know, it's one of those things where I, you know, I, I tend to come up with more folksy language for it. I call it tech diplomacy because you're trying to get two warring factions to, to sign an armistice <laughs> through technology. But um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really good use cases. I mean, you know, we use HubSpot primarily here, but Salesforce, sometimes people use Salesforce for one thing and HubSpot for another. So there's this like sort of uh, kind of a what do I want to say? Like a two headed monster where you, you're kind of getting like 
a native integration plus API because some of it won't integrate directly. Um, you know, there's some challenges that you can run into with like bilateral communication and, and API can solve for those things. So I think a lot of people tend to look at API like, um, you know, if there's not a native integration and I can't create something with like a third party tool like Zapier, then then API. But I honestly would advocate for looking at it, looking at it as like a, a primary solution because there is like increased security. Um, there's a lot more end-to-end uh, -end encryption and things like that. I just think the functionality is is way better if you have the time and funds to to throw at it. Yeah, that kind of leads me into what I was going to ask next. Like, it seems like Darren, you said this could be a low-level technical project, not too much coding, but it also I feel like for some, depending on your experience, could take a while. And like you mentioned, Josh could be a bigger investment. So, like, what? What do you see the real value being here um, or like the advantages that people would say, yes, I want to spend this time and money to invest in an API? Yeah, I think that's a good point. The one you made is, and I would I would qualify what I said with, it can be pretty simple. It still does require knowledge of code um, and some developer. So that is usually a, a more expensive resource or that's an internal or external resource. So you do want to think about what level of sophistication is required and consider are there other solutions like Zapier or middleware or native integrations out there that fit your needs. Um, but to like help answer when would you or why would you want to consider going this route? Like one would be oversight um, and, and, you know, people who may be data or PPI, like security conscious and, don't want to rely upon a third-party built integration or uh, some integration that may or may not be supported in one year or two years um, to kind of take that initial upfront, you know, heavy lift, knowing that they'll have complete oversight over sort of their their infrastructure. Um, so I'd say that's kind of one reason to consider it. And then like flexibility and like what you can create um, is, is usually more, uh, there are usually more nuanced things you can do with APIs that you can't typically do with like an out-of-box integration. So, um, you know, one would be just use case. If you can't accomplish what you can, what you want to accomplish through other means, API would probably be something to consider. Um, and then two, like if it's something where, you've got some really crucial systems and this integration is an integral part of your business. Um, that may be something you want to consider. And then I'd say the third piece too is like, are there, is it something that could be maybe useful for your customer base? Like if you're building a bridge between two applications or softwares, like, well, it's obviously going to help your business, but maybe you're an agency. Maybe those are two tools that your customers are using frequently. So that investment isn't just you know reaping rewards internally, but as well for your sales and services teams to now have a new toolkit. Um, so yeah, that's how I think about it. Can't really tweak a native integration. However, with API, it can be pretty bespoke. Um, which is which is kind of awesome. The other thing about API is that it kind of future proofs itself. So when there's like updates and things like that, it's automatically going to track those things rather than you having to keep an eye on it yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I think those are great points um, because, like I said, it could be an investment, but future proofing and um, if it's something you can use 
across multiple customers or clients. Again, again, I think those are all reasons to invest in that. So I know, I think we touched briefly on an example or two, but do you have any real world examples of how people have successfully utilized API integrations? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I like, um, I like the example of like rideshare. So I, when I was kind of between jobs years ago, I was doing Uber and, um, the functionality to be able to like, when I first started, this is showing my age, but when I first started, you could only use, uh, Google maps or Apple maps. I can't remember one of the two, but then they started to open it up and you could select if you wanted to do ways or if you wanted to do, uh, Apple maps, which I don't know anybody would, I love Apple, but why would you want to use Apple maps? <laughs> um, but that functionality, um, was not built in and I thought it was cool that they allowed you to use like a third-party tool within the app and that's that's API it, it the way they had it set up it allowed you to kind of utilize something that was already working really well so like you know uber didn't have to reinvent the wheel navigation if that makes sense yeah before I get to Darren's answer I just want to say every time we're on a podcast together Josh I learn more about your past and like all these jobs you've had and I didn't know you were an Uber driver. So just add that to the list of expertise and things you've done. Um which is so funny. <laughs> renaissance I'm a renaissance man. Yes, yes you are. Um okay Darren, any that come to mind um for you? Yeah, I think and this could I, I follow my sword if this is wrong, but I feel like I read somewhere that one of the first sort of like public uses of APIs was for um, eBay and PayPal, uh, to collect payments. Um, so, you know, I think that kind of is something that has been repeated many times over, like connecting a shopping cart to a website, um, and that leverages an API, but then like the other cool place that I think we start to see it now more is sort of this, this internet of things space where you know you have some sort of smart device in your home like an amazon alexa or the apple pod device and that can connect to your phillips lights and your smart meat thermometer and your smoker and those are all using apis to communicate with each other um so yeah millions of use cases and i think the the cool thing now like some of the examples we talked about earlier were ai examples but you know one of the big hurdles for getting started with APIs is you, you do need to be fluent in code and have some developing experience. Um, but AI is, is now you know able to spit out code and help generate things. So it's feasible in the very near future, some you know non-technical marketers. And I would like to qualify that I certainly have never set up an API integration. I, I kind of know what's feasible and isn't, um, but non-technical marketers or semi-technical as I refer to myself will be able to build you know pretty decent integrators um, on their own with little to no code needed um, just through APIs and chatbots, very meta. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Robert, who is our developer and does APIs for us, actually said that exact same thing. I don't know if you're aware of that or not, Darren, but yeah, he's used ChatGPT for code, you know, when he's come up, come up empty. So that's, it's exciting. Before we wrap up, I wanted to ask one more question. So if a company, an agency, whatever uh, it may be, is looking to integrate and start or implementing an an API integration. Do you have any best practices or like um, things you would warn them against or 
want them to keep in mind before moving forward with that project? Yeah, yeah, I can see your wheels turn, turning, Darren, um, for sure. I, you know, I think with anything, any kind of uh, time and financial, I mean, you know, most people who are who are doing this don't have just expendable income where they could throw tons of money at it. So I think being strategic and spending a lot of time on the front end, kind of mapping out exactly what you want, um, and then maybe some wish list items that aren't necessarily integral to your like day-to-day business ops, um, could be parking lotted and done later. Um, so I think being realistic and doing your due diligence up front is super, super important. And then having a partner who's going to do a really good job, like Evenbound, for example. Uh, you know, it's it's really important that you have someone you trust because you can't really verify that stuff. You know, if you don't understand code, you're like, all right, it looks like a bunch of like numbers and dashes and stuff, but. If you have a partner that you trust, um, then you know you're going to get like immediate results and, and ROI after it's built. Yeah, I would say like to add to that, you know, a good partner or a good technical partner is going to be one that is able to communicate technical things like this to non-technical people. Um, so you should be able to go into the project with a level of comfort and an idea of, of what that's going to look like. Um, I would say typically working to scope out like a custom API integration has an initial phase that's known as like solution discovery. And that's where you do a lot of heavy documentation, data mapping and scoping out the project to really figure out what it's going to take. Um, so I would say just setting the expectation that it will probably take some form of investment, you know, whether that's, you know, actually a cash investment or just time and commitment um, to figure out what it will take to build the integration that you're seeking out to build. Um, and then the other thing like that is table stakes, right? You need to make sure there's API documentation available. Like, is it actually feasible to even go through solution design? Um, and then like mapping out like what what pieces of information do we want being communicated and in what direction is it from a to b from b to a bi-directional um, and then that the last layer to that would be like timing is this something you're going to need to have happening like instantaneously like as soon as soon as somebody clicks book a ride like we need to query the system and find an uber driver or is it you know, at the end of the day, I need to pass a list of marketing qualified leads from one system to another CRM for sales the next morning to have. And and those couple questions are going to be like key ones to get answers to. Um, and if you can reach out to a partner with some of those already answered, it's going to be, you know, shorten that solution design process even further. For sure. So yeah, it sounds like you both are on the same page. There's a lot of work that goes into the beginning of this project. Um, but hopefully you do that thoroughly and it'll pay off um, once the developer or the technical person actually starts coding this API for you. So I love that. I think those are great points. So um, that's all the time we have today. I hope if you're listening to this, you have a better understanding of API integrations and how they work. I certainly do as a slightly less than semi-technical marketer. Um, <laughs> so uh, Josh and Darren, thank you so much for jumping on. If people wanted to connect with you on LinkedIn or reach out, well, would you be open for that? Oh yeah, I would love that. Absolutely. Okay, great. Um, so I will link your um, LinkedIn profiles to the description of the show if anybody listening wants to um, check them out. But uh, thank you both again. And thank you all for spending a few minutes with us today. 
please feel free to leave us five stars on Apple podcast and Spotify, and we'll talk to you next time. See ya.